Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, did great wonders and miraculous signs among the people. He was one of the seven who were chosen, and the church was reorganised as we read in Acts chapter 6. But uh, he was soon to meet his end, Colin. A very sad story, really. Well, sad from our point of view, but I don't think from Stephen's or from God's point of view. Um. Stephen was set apart as one of these seven that were called deacons, those who were going to serve, those who were going to organize the practical outworking. Now, the interesting thing is this. He was set apart to do these really administrative tasks. But it says in verse 8 of chapter 6, Now Stephen, a man full of God's grace and power, did great wonders and miraculous signs among the people. Amazing, isn't it, you see? Uh, the apostles laid hands on him, uh, and because he was a man of faith, full of faith, the scripture says, full of the Holy Spirit, full of power, even among somebody who was designated to do these administrative tasks, great miracles started to happen. And... Uh, opposition arose. It's interesting how God does great things, and that stirs up the opposition. Where does the opposition come from? Actually, usually it doesn't come from the world. It comes from religious people who don't do great things because they feel threatened. Here is something great and wonderful happen. I mean, I can remember the early days of the charismatic movement back in the 1970s, Great and wonderful miracles were happening. But the biggest resistance was from people within the church who were saying, these things don't happen today. Yet they were happening. They were saying, these things are only for the early church. But they were happening there and then. And there were so many testimonies of miracles and healings and supernatural events that you, 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 know, you couldn't gainsay what, what, was, what was taking place. I mean, I was seeing miracles happen every day. And there were people telling me that they didn't happen today. And getting very angry. Presumably. And I was saying, but I'm seeing them every day. <laughs> you know, how can I tell somebody whose blind eyes have just been opened that miracles don't happen today? It's, it's just this strange religious blindness that, that can exist. So now Stephen gets hauled before the Sanhedrin. Now... Stephen does something that seems on the face of it to be very unwise because what he does is he preaches to these men. But, I mean, what a sermon he preaches. At first, he, he just reviews the history of Israel, the roots, really, of, of uh, the Jewish faith. And... Um, how God was working through those early people, especially Moses, who these men would have revered. And all the time, he's building up to show that all that was happening under the law was to prefigure 
what God was going to do through Jesus. And then he says, we read in verse 51 of, of Acts 7, that Stephen says to these Jewish leaders, says to these people that are on the council, I mean, these are the top dogs, right? You stiff-necked people with uncircumcised hearts and ears. You are just like our fathers. You always resist the Holy Spirit. Was there ever a prophet your fathers did not persecute? They even killed those who predicted the coming of the righteous one. And now you have betrayed and murdered him, you who have received the law that was put into effect through angels, but have not obeyed it. Well, now, you don't win friends by talking to him like that, by talking to them like that. But what we must remember is that Stephen was speaking under a great anointing from the Holy Spirit without any consideration as to what might happen to him as a result of being faithful to saying what the Spirit was giving him to say. Now, what happened as a, uh, uh, as a result? When they heard this, the Scripture says, they were furious and gnashed their teeth at him. But Stephen, full of the Holy Spirit, looked up to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. So you picture the scene, picture the scene. We always try to get right into these events by picturing what's happening. Here's these furious, angry religious leaders gnashing their teeth, growling at, at, um, at Stephen. And there is Stephen just lost in the wonder and the glory of God, having this heavenly vision. His face would have been radiant with the glory of God. And he actually said, Look, I see heaven open and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. Well, at this they covered their ears and yelling at the top of their voices, they all rushed at him, dragged him out of the city and began to stone him. Meanwhile, the witnesses laid their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. And while they were stoning him, Stephen prayed, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Then he fell on his knees and cried out, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Now, to me, this is, this is an amazing, amazing narrative. Because here is Stephen, in a sense, very happy to go to his death. But he went to his death knowing that he had been faithful in giving to these men the testimony that they needed to hear. Because still God was concerned for the souls of those men who had rejected him. Even though Jesus had now returned to heaven, he would have wanted to see those men saved. So even through the witness of Stephen, he was giving them a further opportunity to repent 
and to become believers. But there's another dynamic that is happening here as well. Do you remember that Jesus taught this principle that if a seed abides alone, it cannot produce fruit. But if that seed falls into the ground and dies, it produces much fruit. Now Stephen was a man full of the Holy Spirit, full of faith, full of power. God was doing great things through him. But there was this man, Saul of Tarsus, just a young man at the time. And he witnessed what was going on. He looked after the clothes of the ones who were actually doing the stoning. He watched Stephen die, but he saw how he died. He saw the glory of God on the face of Stephen. He heard the prayer of Stephen, pleading with God to be merciful and not to hold this sin against those who were stoning him. Some time later, that same young man Saul had his encounter with the glory of God. I believe on that day that Stephen was stoned, something was sown in Saul's life. Something that Saul didn't want, something that he reacted violently against at first because he was vehement in persecuting the church, but something that Saul couldn't escape from. And that's why when he met with Jesus on the road to Damascus, I think there was a tremendous sense of foreboding, really, in Saul. Who are you, Lord? When he saw this great light from heaven that blinded him and threw him to the ground. And he heard the very thing that I think he dreaded hearing. But I think in his heart of hearts he knew he was going to hear, I am Jesus. It's hard, isn't it, Saul, to kick against the goad? That's what you've been doing, haven't you? Ever since you saw the glory of God on the face of Stephen, you've been kicking against the very thing that you saw was the truth. So Stephen dies, but out of his death is born the ministry of the greatest apostle who has ever lived, of the one that brought the gospel to the Gentile nations, of the one whom God had used to write about a third of the New Testament. A servant died, but really somebody with a great intellect who could explain all about Jesus would be a little later born into the kingdom. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 